Welcome to a special edition of Lamestream Sports here on the 440 Sports Network. Of course, my name is Braden Gall, and you can get to me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can get to me on uh, Twitter at uh, Scavendish. If you like the oh. show, rate, review, subscribe, but it's an emergency pod, so, uh, you know. <laughs> so you can imagine while we're here today, we're going to explain real quickly all of the details of the 2.1 billion dollar stadium proposal that was approved at 12:40 a.m. 26 to 12 by the Nashville Metro Council on Tuesday evening, the largest subsidized stadium in United States history. But there are some myths we are going to bust and maybe Steve I'll ask you to go on the record with your opinion uh about this whole deal. We are going to have Mike Herndon on the show this week in sort of our quote unquote regular episode. That's going to be on Friday, but it's going to come out a little bit later because we're going to record it Friday morning after the draft. So we wanted you guys to have some first round analysis. Mike Herndon, of course, doing some work for PaulKaharski.com. Football and other F-words is going to be a really fun episode. Uh, but we, we wanted to separate the stadium talk and give you guys a, a quick, short, digestible uh, understanding of what took place on Tuesday evening. We, of course, are brought to you by who, Steve Cavendish? Jaspers. Home of free parking, unlike at the new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of talking points about this whole deal. The the fact that I just, you know, tongue-in-cheek threw out there uh, about it being the largest subsidized stadium in U.S. history, that is technically true, but there's also a lot of talking points out there that aren't necessarily true. I will say I, I appreciate all of the folks who are opposed to the stadium that went down to the meeting and, and voiced their opinions. I'll give them a lot of credit for that. Um, I appreciate anyone who stands up for what they believe in in a community, whether I agree with you or not. Uh, I appreciate all the effort that so many different people put in to to make sure that at least their voices were heard. And a lot of their complaints are we've covered on the show, Steve, ad nauseum. There, there's some very real uh, things here, but there's also some stuff that I feel like got onto Twitter <laughs> this week that maybe Big isn't shock. that Huge maybe shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Considering how that platform is going, um, that that really just isn't isn't true. Like, uh, I don't know. Let's start with a casino opening up. On the east bank of the river, just not going to happen. It's not a thing. It's not real. Not, not, not going to happen. Uh, this this was a this was a last uh, this was a last ditch sort of sort of thing that uh, that some uh, some council members were making yesterday. And I I, I I tweeted this out. I actually made a sports bet from inside the council chambers uh, in the middle of the meeting last week. I I put a on bet what? on what on uh, what Celtics Hawks. Oh my god, uh, you got a, you're a degenerate. Uh, but but I mean, hey, I got ten. I got the I took the Celtics minus ten. I won. I cashed. All right. Uh, but <laughs> that's awesome, by the way. <laughs> but I mean, I I, I did it in, in part because you know, I was killing time there before the start of the meeting, but also to kind of make a point, which is which is this: uh, phones have largely rendered. Um, like these these betting halls and like what we would consider like the old OTB windows and and, and those sort of things pretty irrelevant um and, and anything that goes into the bottom of this the stadium which is you know, designed for football and events and and all sorts of other stuff it's not designed for to, to host you know a hundred thousand square foot casino it's they're not going to do that um the the way people are betting uh, are betting has changed and I don't. I just don't get the the sort of like throwing this boogeyman out there of you know there's going to be gambling in our neighborhoods. There's gambling in your neighborhoods right now. There was gambling in your neighborhoods before, you know the the state legalized online sports betting here a couple of years ago. It's just not. It's just not a thing. What you're going to probably see is similar to 
to what the Washington Commanders have put into their stadium, which is about which is essentially a bar. It's about it's about thirty seats. Fanatics has it, uh, it has has the one in DC, and it's just not. You know, you, you're going to have a place where you can walk up to an iPad and, and place a bet. It, That's it'll it. Be, it'll be sponsored by FanDuel or DraftKings or Bet exactly. MGM, probably or MGM because that's the existing yeah. relationship. Um, okay, so uh, I just I want to um, just on on its face, I'm going to start with this question for you, and we can get it. That that was just sort of one detail that I found kind of interesting. But here here's just one one straightforward question for you. Sure. And I want. Do you think? that we got the best possible deal we could have gotten as a city that wants an NFL team. No. I mean, we're, we're paying, uh, I mean, there's opponents have put, have put out this, have put out this talking point that, that it's the largest subsidized uh, NFL stadium or, or, or sports stadium, you know, in, in us history, it has the benefit of being true. That's not something you want to be number one on that list. Uh, I, I think that if you go back and we have talked about this before, if you go back and look at uh, the Titans and previous administrations and conversations they were having, there was the, 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 it did not look like the shape of this deal. Uh, it was only after the state got involved with the five hundred million dollar uh, with a five hundred million dollar promise in order to get a dome stadium that that we got the the size of the deal that we got and it's probably not the best it's probably not the best deal that's out there uh i don't think it's i don't necessarily think it's a bad deal in, in if if it pay if it is paid for in the in the fashion that uh in in the fashion that it has been promised so so that leads to a lot of talking points especially on social media and amongst and again I think a a, a legitimate concern for Nashvillians and Davidson County taxpayers uh, I found myself as I watched the entire process unfold on Tuesday evening just because I live about three less than three miles maybe from the stadium I, I found myself all of a sudden overcome with anxiety about the construction that's gonna affect my day-to-day -day life but that's a different subject altogether. Um, I, what, uh, I, what, what was what it, I, I did, along those lines? I did find it interesting that, and I saw this in the release this morning that I hadn't seen before. They're saying now groundbreaking in early to mid 2024 for a 2027 opening. I, I believe this is, I believe this is a year back from what the original timetable was, which was to open this in 2026. Yeah, that's right. And, and construction may not begin until 2024. So um, what'll be really interesting. So uh, again, I think a lot of the stuff that was floating around on, on social media, and I think a lot of the talking points in general in real life are, well, if we can pay for this, why can't we pay for other stuff, right? In general, whether, you know, insert whatever cutout you want for that, whether that's schools, whether that's transportation, whatever it may be, affordable housing, all things that I care deeply about. Um uh, that, that that it's not an if it's not it's not a one or the other choice right steve no it's not and and it can't it, it could never have been uh the choice with this money which is which i think is the most important thing it, i heard a lot of people saying you know why are we spending this when we need to spend money on sidewalks and we need to spend money on uh education or we need to spend money on you know x y and z and all of those criticisms are true, but they're talking past each other because 
this is money that was that was designed for single purpose. You, it's not like it's not like this money is available for those uses. Uh, and and if you if you want to be angry about that and you have every right to be, then be angry with the state because that the the state of Tennessee has is the one that said you can only use it for these purposes. Um. All right. So we are going to get things like Super Bowls, Final Fours, WWE. It all is going to come. What we're not going to get, of course, is a like windowless, carpeted, smoke-filled casino room. Just want to point that out. Like that's not what we're going to get because those are. I disgusting. think we're clear on that. Those are disgusting, <laughs> and I'm just not a fan. Uh, but I will sit in a sports bar and place bets. So that, that's no problem. But we are going to get all these other big events, and and all this stuff is going to happen. So g- give everybody the details financially about what is a part of this deal being built on the East Bank. And then what is not in terms of the rest of the neighborhood, the rest of the development, um, transport, you know, all the things that we do care about. How are those going to be affected? Green space, affordable housing, transit. How are all those things going to be affected? So so the the, the financing is this two point one billion dollars for the whole project. Five hundred million dollars in bonds comes from the state. Eight hundred and forty million comes from the Titans and from the NFL. Seven hundred and sixty million is funded by Metro. Uh and and repaid through uh, an increase to the city's hotel uh, tax and sales tax that are redirected, um, and the sales tax is redirected from the stadium and from the surrounding campus. Um, it is those are those are sort of kind of the core details. There's a corresponding East Bank plan that would that would create development along the along the Cumberland uh, and in this area as well. Uh, there are various parts of that. It that is a long-term plan. There are various parts of it, including like a new bridge and transit out to the airport um, from uh, like down the Murfreesboro Pike corridor. Uh, that is th- that are that are much kind of further out. Um, but you're going to see kind of the what, what you end up seeing is uh, a bunch of green space uh, attached. Right, right there next to the stadium, and then at least from the renderings that I and the some some of the some of the planning docs that I've seen, and then kind of development starts to go uh, north and south. You know, part one of the part one of the parts of this deal that is not included is PSC Metals or the for, I should say the former PSC Metals, uh, which is the scrapyard, which is which is south of KBB, right there. The there are. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to say there's there's been stuff <laughs> earmarked for that space, um, but a future mayor is going to have to negotiate to get PSC Metals out of there. Um, but the the space that's been talked about, kind of over there, would be for a new TPAC uh, and perhaps a perhaps a high school for the performing arts. Uh, they're kind of attached to the new TPAC. Um, are, th- those are those are things that have been floated as part of this as part of this grand kind of East Bank redevelopment. Um, there's a bunch of mixed use retail housing, affordable housing, um, and other sort of pieces kind of in there as well. This is this is the I mean, of all the things that John Cooper really wants uh, his legacy to be the the but the the redevelopment of the East Bank is 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 the highest sort of piece of this. The Titan Stadium ended up being sort of a linchpin for that, and so his administration has uh, ha- has been the one you know, kind of most invested in making that happen. If the city voted on this the way it did on the original deal, 
I would argue most everybody in Nashville, from business owners down to community people, like just regular old taxpayers, probably would argue that it was the right decision, that we became a professional sports town. And we can argue about how we we developed. And I think there's plenty of arguments about how we developed and that we didn't necessarily develop the right way. We certainly didn't rethink anything during the pandemic when we, in terms of how we develop things. Do you think the city would vote yes on this proposal if it was not up to the council, but up to the city and the, and the voters of, da- of Davidson County? Well, the interesting thing is there was a, there was a, there was a poll, there was a question in the Vanderbilt poll here, which came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, which, which asked that question, which was, do you think the, the, the city should pay for, uh, or, or should be part of a, a new Titans uh, stadium deal? And it was, when you put all of the when you put all of the kind of like the strongly not strongly uh, strong against you know not not strongly against together it was about a fifty two forty eight sort of proposition sounds about right uh, against um, I, I have talked to I've talked to several people who are pretty critical with how that question was worded because that question it is not necessarily kind of the proposition that would that would be before people and sort of the campaign that would be before people. Um, you know, I, I talked to a couple of people who said, you know, once you put in the city's current lease obligations to the stadium, which are between, you know, and, and again, we've talked about this pick, ad nauseum. Pick, pick, pick a number. Pick a number between 300 and a billion dollars. Um, that that tilts things in the stadium's favor in a way that just asking the question by itself does not. Are you Steve Cavendish in favor of this deal? Do you think 20 years from now we're going to look at this deal and say we'd made the right decision? I have no idea if this, you know, if, if, if the, and I've, and I've talked to the Titans about uh, exactly how the financing structured, how it's supposed to, uh, how the revenue is supposed to be captured, what it's supposed to pay for and in, and in what order. Um, If it happens as planned, I think it's probably uh, it's probably a decent deal for the city. Um, the 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 thing that I have had to struggle with, with which is what I think a lot of people have had to struggle with, is sort of uh, the the priority that this that this is taking for the city uh, at a time that we have like so many other priorities. Um, the, the the response to that, and I think it's a I think it's a valid one, is that we as a city have to be able to do multiple things at the same time. And, so, but the, the problem is, is that we, that we tend to only do them, uh, do them sort of one at a time. Um, I, I think the interesting thing to me is that because of I mean, this thing should have been wrapped up and voted on uh, last fall uh, because of the way it drug out. Uh, it's very much a campaign issue. And, you know, mm-hmm. we are 80 days away from, early voting in the mayor's race we are 100 days away from from voting uh from election day it will be and it will be a a uh it will be an issue in the mayor's race jim gingrich for instance was was sitting spoke against it last night he's a man he's a candidate for mayor um freddie o'connell was very obviously very front and center right you had a couple people kind of on the council in sharon hurt and freddie o'connell who were um who were for and against it, respectively, uh, it, th- this will be an issue for them. Uh, I, I think that, and most importantly, I think it's going to be an issue in a bunch of council races. There's several of these council members that took votes 
yep. that are up for re-election. Again, in, uh, you know, in a forty-member council, it's not going to get cut. This it's not going to get cut the cycle like we thought it was. Uh, and, and I, 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 in a way that it it is not, it probably should never have been an issue uh, for this council. <laughs> Well, and what's interesting, and I'm not going to get too deep into the mayoral race here, but I find that Freddie O'Connell's um, behavior, stance, thoughts, talking points, whatever, it sort of aligns with his entire campaign. It's sort of aligned with everything that he has said and does as a councilman. And and again, I'm not endorsing or not endorsing here, but I think he at least what he was saying felt like that's sort of on brand for him. Uh, I'm not sure I can say the same thing for Jim Gingrich. <laughs> I'm not sure that I felt the same way about what he was doing and saying on Tuesday evening. But that is a story for another podcast, Steve. Well, but I will say I will say this about Gingrich. Gingrich was against this deal last year. Sent a sent a sent a letter to the council saying he didn't think it was a very good deal. Uh, that that it should get re- that they should scrap it and renegotiate something else. I I agree. But when I read in the Nashville banner, a Q&A, a long form sit down with Jim Gingrich, and he was asked questions about things like affordable housing, he had no answers. So anyway, that is not about that is not what this podcast is about, Steve. Here's what I would say. And we can finish on this. I would I if I was on the council, you know, Emily Benedict is my representative. I know how she feels about it. And I applaud her for doing what she did. I would probably begrudgingly hold my nose and vote yes. I wouldn't feel great about it, but I think 25 or 30 years from now, it probably is good for the city long term. If exactly it's paid off the way you say it is, I don't think it's the best deal we could have gotten. Uh, but I also don't know what else we could have done. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you, you know, the, the real debate was two weeks ago at the other vote. This vote was was more ceremonial to sort of give the community a chance to voice their opinions. They did so. Um, do I love that we're doing this? <laughs> I don't love how it's happening or how it's gone down, but I do think eventually if you, you kind of that this path we chose for ourselves in the late 90s has been on this trajectory for a long time. When we give tax subsidies to hotels and massive corporations to bring as many jobs as possible to get to come to Nashville to grow and develop the way we have, we have been on this professional sports track for 25 years. They're not going to jump off the moving train at this point. Uh, let's just hope that some responsible people get in charge and do uh, and handle our resources th- to the best of their abilities, looking out for as many people as possible. That is a pretty naive thing to say. I, I think that you're getting to a point which is going to be a major question sort of within the mayoral uh, race. And it's this. we be, Starting 25 years ago, we began to build what is essentially a you know the the city is a donut, and at the center of that at the center of that donut is a tourism economy. And the, that tourism economy fuels so many different things. We've gone, we've added, you know, adding eight million more tourists a year here over the last decade means that we are we are built to service that, and we are beholden to that because it is such a huge chunk of revenue uh, for the city, and and it, and it funds it fund that tourism economy funds a lot of things. Uh, but the flip side of that is we, we are, we are absolutely, uh, we are absolutely a tourist first economy now Mm -hmm. and we're feeling the effects of it. And I think you're starting to see that in the messaging from mayoral candidates. Uh, and the, just as you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, it is no accident that Bill Purcell was the mayor who followed Phil Bredesen because Bill Purcell was a neighborhoods, sidewalks kind of guy. 
yeah. in, in after after Phil Bredesen built the stadium, built the arena, uh, and uh, was was generally was generally in favor of this kind of new Nashville. You're going to see more. Uh, you're going to see more of that tension, I think, play out in the next hundred days than we've seen in a, we've seen in a while. And I think this is a conversation Nashville absolutely yep. has to have. Housing, 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 housing. That's that's uh, that's like the first nine issues. Number ten on the on my list here, which I am cynically hopeful for over the next thirty years, is that because that tourism economy is so important to the people who make the money off of it, that they eventually have to put in a freaking transit system to move all their tourists around. That, that is that is my only hope, is that we have so much tourism that they have to build freaking trains for all of us. So there you have it. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess congrats to the Titans and those who fought for the Titans because the stadium's coming, the Super Bowl's coming, the Final Four's coming, the college football playoff. I have it on good authority that the college football playoff will absolutely be coming. And, of course, WWE's already announced it. You got a lot of other stuff coming as well. Uh, but uh, there you have it. Thanks, Steve, for hanging out. Go to Jaspers, everybody, uh, as well. Sign up for good news from the Nashville Banner, nashvillebanner.com. Uh, you can get to me on Twitter, at Bradengall, at S. Cavendish. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you guys on Friday with Mike Herndon. This has been Lamestream Sports here on the 440 Sports Network.